Competition is fierce in the used car arena, so how can you ensure that your pre-owned inventory stands above the rest? Success starts with the quality of your leads. Auto Trader for Independence offers products that help drive high-quality leads for independent dealers like you. Welcome to Used Car News Podcast. Used Car News is your top source for fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. Here are this month's top stories. Hertz slashes EV fleet. We'll have a legal compliance update. And state law requires repo agencies to erase auto data. Plus, special guest Kanchana Sudaram, Senior Director of Product and Innovation at Experian. Hello, welcome to the Used Car News Podcast. My name is Jeff Lamp, Managing Editor of Used Car News, and today we have Kanchana Sundaram. Uh, she is the Senior Director of Product and Innovation for Automotive at Experian. We're, uh, we love Experian. We've had uh, Melinda Zabriskie on before, so we're happy to have Kanchana on. Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I appreciate having you on. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about fraud, and we're going to talk about what you folks are doing at Experian to help dealers avoid uh, scary things and challenges re- relating to fraud. I want to ask you a little bit, though. Again, you're a Senior Director of Product and Innovation at, for Automotive Experience. How did you get where you're at? What's your background? Well, I've been in the automotive industry for many years. I started out you know, in the Detroit area when I got married and moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And okay. I started out working um, at EDS, which is got a had, at the time had a huge account in the automotive space with um, the manufacturers, GM especially. So my journey started there with G, you know, working um, with GM and GM Financial. So really got an exposure to kind of automotive lending, and you know, we used to manage the you know the lender origination system behind all of that. Wow. Um, I ended up moving over to Ally when the split happened between you know at that time Ally Bank and um, was there for a couple of years, and then decided to kind of move into the dealer space from you know auto lending, you know, which I had an exposure to kind of retail and wholesale there, and then I was at uh, Dominion Dealer Solutions and really working with SaaS products across inventory, DMS, digital marketing solutions, CRMs. Wow. And then um, it just kind of, to me, all came together when I when I joined Experian. Suddenly, my resume made sense to everybody and myself, <laughs> where you know, Experian, that's the unique thing about this company is that you really are in the heart of it. You work with the manufacturers, you work with the lenders, we work with the strategic partners, all the portals and integrators, as well as the dealers. Um, and so you really see kind of how that ecosystem works together. And it's, it's a complicated industry. Um, For sure. You know, and and I think that's where once you get in and you start learning about how everyone's connected, that's really kind of how you end up staying forever in automotive. For sure. You it's interesting. So you hear a little bit about all that dealer stuff in there and as well as all the finance and everything. What was your background? Was your education in finance or no, my background actually is computer engineering. So I graduated as an engineer from the University of Toronto, grew up in Canada. Ooh. Excellent. Uh, so, um, you know, really, this is uh, kind of all I've always been in business intelligence and data and analytics. And uh, Experian is at the forefront of being a data and analytics company. So I think, you know, from that perspective, I love working here and I love where we're going, um, you know, in the future with all of the great AI that's being developed in the world and being put to good use to help consumers do things that they love to do, which is buy a car in America. 
sure that's the really that's the expertise you want in today's world for sure, especially in this industry. So yeah, let, let's start up here. We're gonna we're gonna move into what you guys introduced at NADA, but we're gonna start well. What you're seeing with all your experience and your knowledge, both on the finance side and the dealer side and everything else, what are you seeing in the issues of fraud and what dealers are dealing with or in lenders, of course, obviously? What are the things that you see? Well, according to the Federal Reserve, the highest growing crime in America, the highest growing financial crime is synthetic identity fraud. And so where we see the, the education and the knowledge about this is it's starting with the lenders, of course. The lenders are you know, really constantly looking at you know, their portfolios and trying to understand where they have risk. And this is one of the biggest growing areas where we have more sophistication in the ability for criminals to go out and steal identities or to create these synthetic identities. And the thing with these identities is they are identities that are good credit identities. They're identities that set up the consumer, the fraudster in this case, to be able to go out and get access to as much funds as they possibly can. And with the inventory you know, issues and the sky high prices due to the economic state that we're in right now of uh, vehicles, that really puts the auto industry at a very high exposure for right. uh, being attacked by these fraudsters. And so when you have a fraudster who gets their hand on one of these synthetic profiles or, you know, has a credit identity that they, you know, got access through, through an identity breach or an attack, you know, the first place they're going to head to is going to be a dealership that doesn't have sophisticated protections in place um, and target those dealers to, you know, maybe buy a vehicle that could be in excess of $100,000, you know, with the prices where they are today. And of course, obviously, that puts pressure both on the lenders and on the dealers. And the lenders, I assume, are putting in more tools to look at this. Generally speaking, you're talking about synthetic fraud. It's funny you think about the challenges because of the dealership. Typically, you think about in the old days, you'd have money laundering would be the same thing. You'd be able to launder money through car deals because it's a big price product and things like that kind of easy. Now, of course, this is a whole new level, but it's understandable that this would be a challenge now with fraud, especially as you said, with the high prices. So what are dealers, how are the challenges for dealers to look at this? Because obviously this is like, seems like above the average dealer's pay grade. Yep. And this is where it's important that we have this very strong relationship where Experian is the great partner to bring together dealers and lenders to be able to protect both entities and especially the consumer at the end of the day from risk because any additional costs that go into you know, already margin constrained era that we're in ultimately get passed down to the consumer. So mm-hmm. uh, this solution really kind of um, looks at helping both the dealer and the lender. But from a dealership perspective, we worked with the dealers very closely in designing this product. And the, the, what was the product we're talking about now? The product is called Fraud Protect. Yes, and right. uh, you know, we really focused on protect as um, a key uh, part of this product. And it's to protect the dealer's Uh, protect the consumer, like we spoke about as well. But the dealership really came back to us and said, you know, anything that's going to help us to streamline our process, to be able to make it simpler for us, you know, the dealership is already struggling with, you know, the highest turnover rate of employees. I mean, it's 75% or more Mm -hmm. sometimes in some dealerships. So we want a solution that's light, that doesn't involve a lot of training. Today, they have processes in place that they've been using sometimes, you know, could be for the last 20 years, they've been using these solutions 
hard driver's license scan in the store, you know, a credit check that they're going through. We want to help dealers understand that sometimes those processes that they have in place are not going to capture some of, like I said, the new sophisticated fraud. So this solution has a very light four-step process for the consumer that consumers are really familiar with. It's trusted process through Experian, where they can take a picture of their driver's license back and front. They take a picture of themselves. And we have all the detections in place to validate that this is an authentic driver's license, that there's a liveliness in the photograph and Mm -hmm. the matching. And then what it does is it adds in a couple of other layers where it's adding in that device intelligence, where we look at how that phone number that the consumer enters, is that phone number actually been associated with that identity? And do we feel confident that that is the owner of this identity? So it's basically looking at you know the person at the other end, who may be at the other end of a digital transaction or out of state, right? And we want to make sure that the identity presented to us is good, but that also the person at the other end is the true owner of that identity. And so that's where we really start having to build up these additional checks and balances. Then, of course, being the Bureau, you know, we work with all of the lenders and we have thousands of data sources that we have, you know, machine learning that's continually learning across all these sources to identify patterns across those lending profiles and the trade lines and the history of those consumers to be able to start identifying fraudulent patterns and red flagging those to the dealers as well. So, you know, things that are very difficult for a human to kind of look at across multiple systems, this solution is really bringing that not only automation, but intelligence to it. Competition is fierce in the used car arena, so how can you ensure that your pre-owned inventory stands above the rest? Success starts with the quality of your leads. Auto Trader for Independence offers products that help drive high-quality leads for independent dealers like you. Okay, and so going back a little bit, when you guys were preparing or creating this Fraud Protect program, this tool, and this was something that was introduced basically just last week at NADA, just beforehand, what were the things that were most important? In other words, what was the idea? You talked about synthetic IDs. How do you go about, if it doesn't get too complicated, how do you go about determining what are the flags that, the red flags that jump out to you guys and say, this could be something um, yeah. fake? Well, there's really kind of, I would say, four parts to this. I mean, mm-hmm. one, three are three different kinds of fraudulent identities. The synthetic identity that we just talked about, which is people mm-hmm. you know, leveraging an identity that has picked up from multiple places and they've kind of grown that identity, cultivated it so that it would pass a traditional, you know, check and balance that's had. Then you've got additional types of identity fraud, like around first party and third party, where, you know, somebody has a a credit profile that belongs to themselves and but they're using it without an intent to pay. Third party, maybe where, you know, you talking about identity theft, where we have identities that are stolen, that are good identities are sold in the black market. So gotcha. it's important that dealers have solutions that really can trap and identify, predict when they have all of these types of scenarios that are coming in place. And you wouldn't really know just looking at a person. I mean, tradition, you, know, you hear people say, I can size them up. I, <laughs> I can when somebody's, you know, kind of suspicious or not. Mm-hmm. This really takes that kind of bias out of the solution and really introduces something that is based on intelligence, right? And so that's an an important factor for dealers to be able to leverage. For sure. And now going to that part of I can tell or whatever. Now, but is there something before they get into the product and all that, is there something they can do either in their marketing or in their their sales process or F&I process where they can get any clue about what's going on or, or no? 
I think that that's really kind of the fourth leg that I was referencing, which okay. is it needs to be a deterrent. This acts as a deterrent as well. So okay. just think about, you know, you got an ADP sign in your 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 doorway or this house <laughs> is protected by a security alarm. The very first time that one of our dealers put this in front of a shop or a consumer, they came in, they, they scanned their driver's license. And the minute that they were faced with taking their picture in conjunction with the driver's <laughs> license on a digital solution, they balked and they walked away. And that Absolutely. was the biggest red flag that there was a potential fraudster there. And the similar things happened where, um, you know, you even had people who had stolen vehicles sending it into a high-end dealership to get parts replaced and really didn't have an intent to, you know, follow through on payments or things like that. And when they were sent this identity verification solution, again, they balked and they walked away. So red flags that can come up in any part of, you know, the dealership, really from the sales side to the service side. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we see, we talk about time is money for dealers too, right? Yeah. Um, you could wait until you get into the FNI office where you do those t- traditional checks and balances, leveraging, you know, today's solutions. But this is something very light that can be put anywhere in the transaction. It can be put at a point of a test drive. It could be put, you know, okay, the consumer sort of settled on a vehicle, but before you take the time to start collecting more information from them, you mm-hmm. can just them through this light process if it's a fraudster they they will walk away at that point in time so the deterrence a huge aspect of this and putting it at the right point in your process is important too you know it's funny it reminds me of an early job i had working at a supermarket as a sock guy and you'd have your code 99 because it's like a shoplifter so basically you'd have everybody go to the front and you have a guy usually they're stealing meat steaks or something or beer or whatever and then of course they see everybody standing up front before they even get like walking in the door, walking through the register, they empty the stuff, they walk away. So it's like, it's also presenting them from doing something stupid, but it also, like you say, prevents it before it happens, which is if you're a dealer or a lender, whoa, that's, you really don't want to get that far. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think as, as dealers adopt more and more digital retailing technologies and they are becoming more and more advanced and building more trust with consumers. You know, that I think is a big issue in the auto industry. And there's a lot of dealerships and dealer groups that are investing heavily into building solutions and building awareness with consumers that they can be trusted to transact with over these solutions. That becomes important that the right solution is in place. You know, really don't want to have, you know, those type of scenarios where it's, take a picture of yourself and email it to us, or we're going to photocopy the driver's license or take a picture of the front of your house so we can validate that you live at this address. Yeah. Really want to move away from those type of activities and, and put people into trusted digital practices, best practices. Well, yeah. yeah, and with the FTC and the CFPB and these regulators looking at dealers, they got to be, if they're going to do this, something like that, they got to protect themselves from being, you know, getting in trouble for doing something that the consumers are not supposed to do. Experian, that is one of our primary things of importance is to make sure that we are in compliance, following all the regulations, but on top of it, like we're really working with regulators to help, you know, work alongside with them to ensure consumer data is protected. Yeah, I think that's key, especially, you know, there's so many companies out there. There's companies popping up all the time. They have a name like Experian that people are familiar with. Okay, have a little bit more confidence in that. That's pretty good. And um, for you guys, what are you seeing on the horizon? And then I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your product. But what do you see on the horizon in terms of fraud? Obviously, we have these synthetic things. Is there something you guys are looking at that is something right now that's really prevalent or something that's scary or something that you guys are dealing with that 
we've gotten a hold of in the industry, I guess. Yep. To be very honest, what is scary is, you know, when we have retailers who are unaware of what the risks are to them. And as a consumer, then that puts you in a position of risk as well. And I think that this mm. is where as an as an industry, as a society, we're all growing to understand how do we protect ourselves in a very data savvy era, as well as an era with the growth in things like artificial intelligence. Because as we mentioned, you know, the bad actors have access to all of this technology as well. And I think that's where partnership between, you know, the lenders, the dealers, regulators, companies like Experian become more and more important. Investment is required in order to have technology solutions like this that can protect everyone. Um, and so we really want to be that trusted partner that can help facilitate across all of these institutions. Excellent. And for the uh, for the people who want to know about the product, so basically what can you, in a thumbnail way, give me an idea of what happens when a customer comes in and the dealer has fraud protect? What's going on there? So the customer comes in and hopefully they're very excited about buying a car. <laughs> they found a really great car they like or they've done the test drive. Um, the dealership at that point could choose to use fraud protect as part of the test drive process where they are you know, scanning their driver's license and you know, that typically is a part of the process. They could also use it at the point of transacting. So when the customers decided, yep, this is the car, this is, you know, this is the right fit for me, you know, basically they would have a link that's sent to them or QR code on their desk that's scanned and everybody's got a smartphone these days. Everybody's mm -hmm. pretty familiar with, you know, taking selfies or doing a one-time passcode. You just, you know, hit the number from your text messages. And it's like I said, four steps. And it's something that, steps that consumers are familiar with today. So there's really nothing for a consumer to learn. And that information is not going into, as I put it, yet another portal for the dealers. It goes right into the dealer's CRM. So they're already you know, looking at that CRM record for the consumer. And so it's a link that just shows up right in that record with the very simple one-page visual that gives them a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It really gives them a sense of, you know, where did I have some red flags that occurred? Was it with the identity itself? Was it, you know, the the driver's license, the document capture, perhaps, or was it with the picture? Or was it actually something that came back from a synthetic ID perspective, right? Like, was exactly. there was there something fishy about that particular identity? Or was there something that was triggered as part of the patterns that we saw across their lending, their lending habits? Were they defaulting on um, loans where they had a history of it across a number of trade lines? Those kind of things get triggered in a very simple, easy to way. It's not like they need to know what all of these numbers mean, but it's just basically it'll highlight which one of the areas that they need to take a deeper look at and whether they need to take extra steps of validation at that point. Excellent. And was this something where the COVID shutdown when you dealers started going more digital or forced to go digital? Was this where digital invited the fraudsters in, but it also it also prompted companies like yourself now to battle it? I mean, did that speed up the process or did it make it easier? What's the connection there? I think it was the perfect storm. So we had COVID mm -hmm. that accelerated the need for digital tools, you know, and it was something that Digital tools require investment and already, you know, we don't really want to pass on heavy technology costs to a consumer. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's really where the auto industry has struggled, you know, finding that lightweight type of solution that can be integrated easily within the dealership's processes. So dealers really started, you know, taking advantage of some of the digital solutions that were out there as part of the pandemic. But then at that same time, we're in an era of like I said, you know, artificial intelligence and the the growth, um, exponential growth of artificial intelligence tools, 
data breaches, the ability for people to hack. And if you're not, if you're a retailer or if you're collecting consumer information and you don't have the right protections in place, you become targets for, for fraudsters and hackers. And so that perfect storm of those two things coming together has really put the exposure, at, like I said, at a very high level for the auto industry, especially with the prices being so high. Yes. So it just really sets up, you know, like I said, it's a perfect storm. Perfect. Yeah, that's very good. Excellent. And now um, Fraud Protector is available now. It is available now. It's in stores, as they say, and uh, it's being used today and we're catching fraudsters with it. Um, We're deterring fraudsters with it and protecting consumers. Yeah, the deterring is really where you want to go. You don't want to, you know, you don't, you'd like to get it out as far as that. And for that is the way you guys, the way a dealer uses it, are they paid per use monthly or how does that work? Yeah, it's a combination. I mean, at the end of the day, when you want to access the analytics, those analytics across thousands of sources of information with, like I said, machine learning and all of that, it's continuous learning, it's continually collecting new sources, it's continually putting the investment in, in coming back to identify more patterns and more types of fraud that are happening. So that is, you know, the backbone of that is our Experian data services. And then the platform itself, like I said, it's light platform. It's not something very heavy and it's not very expensive either. And it's, again, that deterrent. It's that sign that you put in front of consumers in a digital way. Cool. So, okay. So dealers, if you want to learn a little bit more about this new product, Fraud Protect through Experian, contact them. Uh, Look them up online, obviously. Boy, I appreciate Kanchana Sundaram at uh, Experian. Again, she is the Senior Director of Product Innovation for Automotive. Obviously, a very smart person, and we appreciate you coming on. And we'll, we'd like to follow up in the future as you see things in the marketplace, you see things in the fraud area that dealers should be aware of, if that's all right. Love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, you yeah. know, it's been a great conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you, folks at Experian. This is Jeff Belant at Used Car News. Have a great day. Competition is fierce in the used car arena, so how can you ensure that your pre-owned inventory stands above the rest? Success starts with the quality of your leads. Auto Trader for Independence offers products that help drive high-quality leads for independent dealers like you. In a strategic move, Hertz Global Holdings plans to sell about one-third of its U.S. electric vehicle fleet, totaling approximately 20,000 EVs. The sales, initiated in December of 2023, are expected to occur throughout 2024, covering various makes and models. These EVs will remain available for rental during the sales process. Proceeds will be reinvested in internal combustion engine vehicles to meet customer demand, aiming to balance supply and demand. Hertz aims to optimize profitability by reducing lower margin rentals and damage expenses while continuing to enhance its EV mobility strategy with initiatives like expanding charging infrastructure and improving customer experience. In 2024, dealers face increased compliance risks, particularly with the impending FTC cars combating auto retail scams rule set to take effect on July 30th. Eric Johnson from Hudson Cook warns of hefty penalties for violations up to $51,000 per offense. The rule aims to curb deceptive practices, requiring dealerships to disclose comprehensive offering prices up front, including all vehicle costs. Dealers must also obtain explicit consumer consent for add-on products and maintain extensive record-keeping for at least 24 months. 
Despite industry opposition, the rule moves forward, prompting dealers to prepare diligently for the impending changes. Illinois sets a new standard in data privacy with Senate Bill 800, effective January 1st, targeting personal information in repossessed vehicles. The law mandates licensed repossession agencies to erase personal data associated with owners, drivers, and passengers stored in vehicles after repossession. This includes sensitive details like contacts, addresses, and even biometric data. Illinois leads the way with this legislation expected to spur similar laws nationwide as vehicle technology advances posing greater risks of identity theft and unauthorized access to personal information. Thanks for listening to Used Car News Podcast. Each month, we'll bring you fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. For a free subscription of Used Car News, please go to usedcarnews.com. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Make sure to share us on social media and like and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Competition is fierce in the used car arena, so how can you ensure that your pre-owned inventory stands above the rest? Success starts with the quality of your leads. Auto Trader for Independence offers products that help drive high-quality leads for independent dealers like you. 